0: welcome back to the Very Best Self podcast. Yep, you heard it right. Very best self. We are constantly, constantly on that journey, aren't we? And that's why we are here. And today's today's episode is, is a good one. Um, it's a great one, actually, I would say. Uh, so I have Lori Harder on the podcast. And if there were ever any person who's like, to me, in my mind, like the greatest example of like constantly becoming your very best self, uh, it would be Lori. So she is a self-love expert. She's the host of the Forbes top-rated podcast, Earn Your Happy. Uh, she's the founder of The Bliss Project. She's the author of A Tribe Called Bliss. She's also the founder of Light Pink, and it's going to be a new spiked and also not spiked version of a spritzer. So... You know, I feel like whenever I think about Lori, I mean, she's a multifaceted entrepreneur. That's very obvious. But the cool thing I think about her is that she just shares her journey along the way the highs, lows, ups, downs, all of it. Um, and not to mention, she brings other women along on that journey. Um, and I think it's one of the biggest reasons why I personally have looked up to her for so many years and just, you know, I was just like, I'm like kind of a nerd, you guys. I was like very excited to have her on today. I really, truly was. Like I really looked forward to it and I was like, it was a big deal to me. Um, so I hope that you enjoy this episode because there's so many big takeaways Um if you want to try something new in your life, you want to start something new, uh, you want an identity shift, or you just want to move to move into, you know, simply a new chapter in your life or just feel better about the chapter that you're in. If you're in a hard season in your life, um, this episode is going to be for you. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would grab a pen. I would grab some paper and get ready to write down a bunch of little takeaways. And, uh, yeah, ultimately leading you towards your very best self every Tuesday when this podcast drops. So we'll just add this one to the list of inspiring guests. So let's get all the way into it. Here we go. All right, you guys, welcome back to the very best self podcast. And, uh, To me, like the queen of leveling up, the queen of like reaching for something new, reaching for something higher, constantly recreating herself and the world she lives in um, is uh, Lori Harder. And so that's who we have on the pod today. And I'm just, I'm so excited to have you on. I mean, I feel like when I think about you, I think about like, always like, is there anything this woman cannot do? And of course the answer to that is yes. And it's a long, long list of things that you can't do, but, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just really honored and excited to have you on today.
1: I'm so excited to be here. I am like so pumped to talk to you. So thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Um, you have just like such an interesting, I think, story about kind of the way in which you grew up. Um, and I know you've probably told this story many, many times on many podcasts as you've been a guest on many podcasts, but, um, there's still definitely going to be people we'll reach today who haven't heard your, your story. So I do want to unpack it and, um, What you're doing now and who you've become today uh, and kind of where you started out and the small town you grew up in and, you know, the religious family you were born into and, you know, how you've pivoted and become such an entrepreneur um, that you are, uh, which has come with many, many challenges along the way. Uh, I just want to dig into mm. all of that. Um, but yeah, I just have to start off by saying, like I said, thanks for being here because you really are someone that I have looked up to for many, many years now, many years.
1: Oh my God. Well, that's so cool to hear. It's always like, really? When I hear that, like, it's so crazy because we just get in infiltrated in our own journey and it's really easy to just like you know, block out the world. But I'm really grateful to be here. And I will share a little bit of my um, backstory. And I think that I think that all of the things that I'm doing now and all of the things that I've done probably come from the exact place where all entrepreneurs kind of get started is they start solving. They start solving their own problems and realizing that they have kind of created e- either a path for themselves or an accidental path by finding the answers and realizing that there are other people on a like journey who could really use the answers that you have figured out. So a lot of the things that I have uh, created have come from me solving my very own problems and then talking to the the me of three to five years prior to that problem and helping them solve it. So Um, I grew up in a small town in Upper Michigan, um, and I was also, uh, my family was in a more restrictive religion, which just meant that I couldn't associate with people outside of the religion. Um, So being from a small town, it was a very small congregation, and then being homeschooled through high school just made my circle very small. And as we know, the things that we believe are typically just the things that we see within our circle and the things that we're exposed to. So not having a lot of exposure, I didn't really get a lot of exposure to what was possible for our lives in the outside world. I kind of just had this one path of what I thought my life was going to be. And that was going to, you know, grow up and teach people about the Bible. And um, which was great until I started feeling this like rumbling inside of my soul that I think a lot of people who probably listen to your podcast and I'm, I'm sure that you have definitely experienced this, uh, Victoria, is that you get this feeling that maybe there is more to your life than what you are currently experiencing, or maybe you're made for something bigger. Like maybe you're being woken up at one in the morning, maybe you're waking up at 2am or maybe it's keeping you up and you're like, there's just, I don't know what it is, but I know I'm meant for something bigger. And I started getting that at a really young age. And so when I decided to kind of move out of my family's house and leave the religion when I was around 18, Um, I, that also meant leaving everyone and everything that I had ever known. Um, you know, I didn't know people outside of this religion and because I was leaving, it meant that I, I wasn't really a part of it anymore. So I wasn't associating with those people that I knew. So it was like this whole new world was now exposed to me and I, was having trouble making friends. I didn't have like a networking skill set. And I kind of just felt like I had to do everything alone. And you definitely reach this place if you've ever done anything alone, which I think everyone on here has probably tried to go it alone. um, You reach a place where your skill set runs out and you reach a place where your motivation runs out. And without other people and without relationships and without all of that positive propaganda within your network and without the skill sets and without realizing that your skill set is not even meant to get you to the goal, you're meant to connect with other people and fill in the gaps and all those weak points with other people, Um, we're we're never going to be able to reach the places that we want to reach without other people. And I realized that fairly quickly. Um, and that's really when I started learning that I had to build a network for myself and I had to put myself in rooms that were really uncomfortable. I had to be around people who were going to force me to grow. And I had to make sure that I was around that constantly because I noticed if I wasn't, it was very easy to slip back into my old patterns, my old belief systems of thinking that I couldn't do things. I wasn't smart enough. Um, and without being around those people who thought anything was possible, I would just noticed I would regress really quickly. So I started solving these things for myself and being like, what do I need? Who do I need? How do I get into these groups? How do I make these friends? Um, and that's really been the basis of the work that I started doing, which was uh, live events for women where we connect them to their tribe, where we break through old patterns. Um, I ran an event called the Bliss Project for years where that's we would really have people come and talk about all the things that are holding them back and then connect them with other people, talk about the fact that we all are feeling the exact same way, and then look at how we can move forward together. Um, A lot of my courses were about connecting and breaking through past beliefs. And then the book that I wrote was also on creating um, better friendships and relationships that are also going to help you reach your dreams. So that's really been my trajectory of my career until now, which has switched to the last couple of years, which is creating a physical product, which is totally new to me. Had no idea how to do this. Um, so it's a rose spritz and non alcoholic rose spritz that has the foundation of connecting women. So it's called Like Pink, and we really are the centerpiece of where ambitious women are connecting. We want to be the new networking um, for women. So that's what I'm doing now. It has the same basis of connecting women and really teaching them how to truly, uh, support each other. But let me tell you, I have had, um, no experience in the beverage industry, have no, had no idea what I am doing. This is a massive pivot. I've definitely pivoted in the past, but this is like, this is like moving to a a whole
0: new level, foreign language,
1: foreign country. That's how it feels.
0: Yeah. And I mean, how important is it though? to constantly put yourself outside of your comfort zone. We hear that all the time. Like that's not a new expression, like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's something that we hear and we hear like everywhere all of the time. Um, and mm-hmm. like this season of your life, while it's difficult right now, like you know it's not going to be that way forever and you'll get to the other side of it and like you'll figure it out the same way you did every other challenge that you've ever mm-hmm. faced. Um but I feel like the 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 weave, like the the thing that kind of like is woven throughout everything that you've done. You know, you mentioned that you know you've got these, you you used to do these um, women empowerment groups in bringing people together, and then the book that you have written, uh, Tribe Called Bliss, and all of it is just. And even because the this new spiked and non spiked uh, seltzer is it seltzer or is it spritzer? It's spritzer, right? There's a difference between it's those a, two. I'm it's a sure. spritz now. Yes, we uh, call it a seltzer at yeah, first, it but seltzer. it is by definition yeah. a spritz. <laughs> okay, great. Um, it's female funded and mm-hmm. female founded, which is like, and you're you're just it's it's all about like the thing that weaves everything together is just human connection. Mm -hmm. human connection and how, when we are uncomfortable leaning into the people around us, leaning into, you know, expanding our networks is kind of like the secret sauce.
1: It really is. It's, it's, it's been the thing that I have, whenever I'm feeling like I am missing a puzzle piece or I'm hitting a wall or a ceiling, it's always because I'm missing a who, not a what. I always need to go find the next who, like who is that next person that I need to meet? Who is that next person who has the experience that I need in this particular situation so I can learn from them or they can tell me the next step or they can connect me to someone? So I think a lot of times we're looking for the what on our own when it's it's always a who
0: it's always a who i think to you know something i talk to my my life coaching clients about and and when i teach at soul cycle i talk about it a lot too is like our dreams cannot just stay in our minds right it yeah. has to be something that you speak about all of the time and it literally i'm working on building our bringing a physical product to market as well mm. and so it literally just happened like the other day it's like you find you give you can give advice like easily right but we can't always take our own advice. Mm -hmm. And so it happened to me the other day because I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who, who brought, um, she's already brought a physical product to market, which Mm -hmm. is like, um, a setting spray that has like vitamins in it and all these other things, which is amazing. Um, but I'm like, well, I'm not creating a setting spray. So like, I never really thought to ask her Mm -hmm. about how she did her process and what she did and like getting, you know, those kind of things. And I'm like, it's, there's overlap always there's overlap. And so it's, it's about asking for help. It's about asking questions constantly. It's about sharing your goals and your dreams. And if someone like, if they're, if people aren't interested to hear about it, then they probably just like, aren't your people, um, you know, totally. and just talking about the things that you care about, because there's so many people in the world who, who will care about your vision as well. And like, not only care about it, but like want to walk down that path with you.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely. The truth is that, you know, I, the, the, the first thing that I started doing when I started light pink was I just took calls. It seemed like, it seemed like the craziest thing to start connecting with people who, cause so many people want to connect you, right? They're like, Hey, I know somebody who works for Anheuser Busch. Hey, I know somebody who works at constellation brands. Hey, I know somebody who works at like all beverage related things. And in the beginning, you don't know up from down. You don't even know what you need. Like you are a hot mess. You really are. You just don't even, you don't even know what questions to be asking, but The thing that I did is I just took calls and I would say, hey, you know, my friend connected me to you. This might be a little bit early for me to have this call, but here's where I'm at. If you were in my position, what would be your next, you know, I kind of explain exactly where I'm at in the journey. Hey, I'm totally new. Like I I feel kind of, it's it's even kind of challenging for me to take this call because I'm so new. Um, If you were me and you uh, were at the place that I just described, what would be your next step? Who, who do you think I should talk to? Like, what are the most important things that you would tell me right now? And that's just what I kept doing over and over and over, like state the elephant in the room. So whenever you have something new or you're doing something new, or let's just even say you're speaking on a, a stage and you're nervous, like. I always stayed the elephant in the room. I'm like, guys, you know what? This is like, this is really uncomfortable for me, but I love it. I'm doing it anyway or whatever that is. So on every call, on every investor call when I was raising money, because I'd never raised money before, um, it was like, I don't know all the answers. I'm going to do the best I can. If I don't have your answer, I'm going to get that to you. Or it was, hey, I'm brand new at this. I might sound totally green when I'm saying certain things. So just guide me as much as you can. I love any and all input. And here we go. Um, so I think where people go wrong is that they think that they're supposed to sound smart on all of these calls when you start out, like, don't even try, don't even bother because the person on the other end wants to help you, but they can't help you. If you're trying to sound smart, you sound like an idiot. Like just literally say, I am new. I would love any help you can give me. I'm going to stumble through this call, but I'm so grateful you took it. So here's where I'm at what would you tell me to do next? Or what's the one step that I should do? And and that's been really huge for me is not like, Hey, what should I do for the next six months? Like what's the one step that you would do if you were me after this? Cause you're going to be too overwhelmed to do more than that. And it's the road is only going to appear for you one brick at a time. Like, and honestly be grateful for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We find the way on the way we make the mm-hmm. way on the way. Um, there's so many, I don't know, things to unpack there. I think a lot of people are just, they're afraid, they're mm-hmm. afraid to not have all the answers. And I, I think that there is like a lot of power in saying like, I, what one thing you said is like, I, if I don't know the answer to something, like I will find it out and mm-hmm. I will get back to you. Yeah, you know, because I think no matter what industry you're in, I think there's a lot of power in saying that. And, and it also breeds a little bit of vulnerability, which obviously I think, you know, as time goes on in life, I feel like a lot of us realize that vulnerability is like the thing that makes you relatable, the thing Mm -hmm. that makes you like people understand you and like, you know, see you. Um, it's the thing that
1: makes people want to help you too. Like, if you yeah. get on a call and you're trying to act like you know everything or you're like, yep, yep, I know, mm-hmm, yep, I know, or whatever, you, I don't want to help somebody who has that attitude. Like I would much rather have somebody be super grateful or really, really open or, you know, I've never thought of that or whatever that right. looks like. So I, I do think vulnerability is the thing that makes people really excited to connect and help, help you.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so you were – left home at 18 had no idea where you're going what you were doing stumbled across the fitness world mm-hmm. ended up you know winning many competitions in the fitness world it's like you have had so many different identities if mm-hmm. you will because it seems like you're unafraid to a unapologetically be yourself and b like make it take risks fall on mm-hmm. your face sometimes figure it mm-hmm. out and then i think what I admire a lot about you is that it seems to me like you succeed at something and then you're like, well, I'm not just going to hang out here. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm going to do the next thing and try and go after that thing and that thing and that thing. Because I think a lot of people, they have like this peak at this mountaintop that they they like think about and they want to reach and they want to get to and they aspire to. And then when they when they get there, they're like, OK, cool. And I'm just supposed to be here forever now. Like, and it's just not the case because life is peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. And like, we don't have to have just one singular identity. Like we can be so many things. We can be so multifaceted. Um, And so I think that, you know, how do you, how do you think Mm -hmm. that you became that way? Or do you think it's just something that was kind of always within you?
1: I I can definitely tell you that it's not that I'm not a it, so I'm afraid of the opposite of what people think it's, I'm not not afraid of starting something new. Cause that's very scary to me. I am more afraid of staying the same because I know what that feeling feels like. I am more afraid of not reaching my potential. I am more afraid of this feeling of untapped potential inside of me I'm more afraid of resenting my friends, my loved ones, my partner, because when we don't go for the things that we know we're supposed to, we start blaming other people innately as humans. I'm mm-hmm. afraid of destroying my life and relationships because I stop growing. And I watch it. I think I've just seen it around me. It's It's truly like, I think when you see it in your, family patterns or your family history, like we are destructive by nature if we are not creating as human beings. So if we're not creating, we'll actively destroy. Like if we're not actively creating, we're going to be actively destroy something. And a lot of times that's our bodies, that's our mental health, that's our relationships. So I'm more afraid of destroying my life slowly uh, through different ways of sabotage than I am of the fear of rejection or failing or something new. So I think that I continue to choose creating when the expiration date of something has come upon me. And I know when this is because it's, it's a feeling. It Mm -hmm. is usually, um, I start hitting my snooze button in the morning a lot more. Um, I get real tired around two or 3 PM and I, I feel bored. Um, I can't find motivation. Um, and I know that that's always that time to turn the chapter. Um, it's kind of like this chapter is coming to an expiration and you're starting to feel that. And that's always a scary place to be because mm-hmm. usually you just got comfortable. You're like, I just learned how to do this. Or I just launched a book for the Master first time. What do you mean? I, I, you know, need to go do something big again. Um, and not everybody has the same level that I'm describing right now, but some people have levels far beyond me who need to be, um, you know, even, even more active or more creative. And I think for a really long time, I felt really bad about the fact that I felt like I always had to be doing something or creating something. Um, but it for sure is in my DNA. Like, it's not a matter of like, I need to prove myself or I'm doing it for, who knows what, like, I literally need to do it. It's in my DNA, I need to create, it makes me extremely happy. Um, I need to be challenged. So I think a lot of it is just like self awareness as well of what you need. Because some people don't need the level in which I need, right. But some people need more than I need. So I think part of it is like being aware if that's you or not. Um, But I think for me, it's just, like I said, like, I'm, I'm just, I do not, I can't live with untapped potential. Mm -hmm. Like life is going way too fast and I would much rather um, have an active role in life than a passive role in life.
0: Yeah. I mean, the time is going to pass anyways,
1: Mm -hmm. no matter what we do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know? So it's Mm -hmm. like you can either choose to spend your time living life to the absolute fullest. And I like, I like what you mentioned about, how if you don't go after the things that fulfill you, it's not about so much. It is in a way, but it's not only about you letting yourself down. It's about how you treat the people around you when you're not feeling fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the resentment shows up in your relationships with your partner, with your siblings, with your family, with people that you love and care about. So it's it's not a selfish act. To go out and and create the life that really makes you thrive and feel mm-hmm. good and and feel like you you tick you know it's not a yeah. selfish act no
1: because... I think it's like the biggest gift that we can give to people I think of this all the time with um you know I I'm not I think our parents are somewhat from the same generation but it's like I always think of this with like my mother and her mother and her mother's mother and it's like you know I think the biggest gift that our mothers could give us is to have to go out and do what they need to feel fulfilled. Like, can you imagine for me? I didn't really get to see that too much. Like I know my mom was very happy being a mother, but I also know that that generation story throughout my friendships, they share this with me as well, was like, they put everyone else first. Mm -hmm. You hear things like, you know, I gave up my life for you kids. Um, and that doesn't feel great like yes I'm so grateful that you raised us but also like it would have been really kick-ass for me to see you crushing something that you love to do you know that would have been really beautiful to know that you felt really happy outside of just raising us or that your whole happiness wasn't just us as as kids because now that we're gone too it's like a lot of people are like, I don't know what to do now. I'm so lost. I have I have no clue. So I do think that it's the biggest gift that we can give our loved ones is to uh, make sure that we're fulfilled so that there is no contingencies on our relationship with them.
0: Yeah. And that's pretty, pretty powerful. Um, Cause you know, we start, I, I think that's when I know for me too, when I know that I'm, I think I have like, um, my attention span becomes shorter mm-hmm. or my, not my attention span, but my, um, you know, when you get angry at people, what's that yeah. called? Not attention span, your, like your uh... temper
1: frustration. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it's just like a lot quicker. Um, when I'm not, filling my own cup. Mm -hmm. And so I, it it definitely shows up and then, you know, you just, it's like, damn, okay. Like I need to go back to filling my cup and then I can, you know, give to others with the overflow as they say. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, in this season of your life, you've been an entrepreneur now for many, many years and many different ways, but you're bringing a physical product to market, which is a big big deal, you know, at a certain point, like, you know, light pink will be the household name and, you know, in (laughs) stores everywhere for people to purchase. Um, But, you know, I read on your Instagram that you said that entrepreneurs entrepreneurship is like the resilience Olympics. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about resilience.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, You know, I, I decided to bring light pink to life during COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Along with everybody else, right? We're all doing something during COVID. Well, we knew
0: amazing businesses were gonna be born in that era, right?
1: Absolutely. For sure. And we also knew we would we're working in a different climate. Like it's just a different Mm -hmm. landscape with a whole lot of things that we are not aware of. You know, I I think some of my largest challenges right now are, you know, in in warehousing and co-packing. Like there's a lot of people who aren't working right now and there's a lot of delays and there's licensing with alcohol and licensing already takes a really long time. And there's a lot of loops to jump through. And, um, you know, I'm blazing a new path with taking it direct to consumer. Not a lot of people do that yet. It's not a very traditional path. So there's a lot of like blurred lines and, um, some people will abide by certain things. Some people don't want to do certain things. So it's like the number of people that I can work with gets limited um, quite a bit, and then being a small company because I can't afford millions of dollars for my first runs, um, you know, that gets even smaller. So it's kind of like trying to have a, a voice within this overpowering sea of a line of people who all want to be doing what I'm doing as well. So um, it's it's been delays upon delays upon trying to get people to listen and understand what we're trying to do. Um, and figure out which route that's going to be and what's going to work and what's not. And we've had months of, you know, I've had three months where I think everything's solid with a warehouse. And all of a sudden I find out that they didn't have the proper licensing. So it's like starting from ground zero and, you know, questions that you don't even know to ask and you don't even know that are coming and problems that you can't even see coming. And you, (laughs) you, Like, literally, if I wouldn't have had the experience that I had with just nose and with, you know, so many things going wrong in other businesses, I for sure would never be able to, I would have quit a long time ago. Like, I literally think I would have given the $2 million back to all the women and been like, this is impossible. I, like, I, I yeah. there have probably been no less than like 10 times when I've literally been like, this is I don't ever say that word, but this is getting really close to feeling like maybe there's not a door through, like maybe this is why big corporations only do this. And there's not a lot of small companies. Um, But someone's going to do it. Somebody is busting through this door. Somebody already has busted through the door. Um, You just can't quit. If I've learned one thing, like especially being in the fitness world, you know, I competed for four years at a lot of fitness competitions before I like won anything. And I remember so many people just being like on year two, like, well, I didn't win anything or I didn't play. So I'm out of here. Like, this is so stupid. And I'm like, we're like just learning how to, how to even do this. Like, how can you compare yourself right. to this girl over here? Who's been doing this for 10 years. And you're like mad about not placing. You can't compare your
0: it. chapter two to their chapter 12.
1: Totally. And I think that there is, there's no other way to learn there is no other way to grow as a human than to get doors slammed and to get rejected. You know, the, the thing that I can tell people is like seek rejection daily, like actually set yourself up to get rejected, send emails that you know you're going to get rejected from, because if you can start to neutralize the feeling of rejection and neutralize the feeling of doing tough things and like, inserting yourself into situations where you feel like the underdog or you feel like you do not belong or you feel like you are unworthy like put yourself in situations where you feel unworthy all of the time like I wake up and still do not feel like I am the person who is going to be able to bring this company forward like it's just you're gonna feel imposter syndrome all of the time but that's just how it feels like there's no other way it's gonna feel if anybody says it feels like you're secure or sure, or have the answers or things are going right. They're super lying to you. Um, I have moments where I feel very clear. Thank God. Cause that's what keeps you going. I call yeah. those lightning bolt moments and you need to like literally lock them up and like savor them because they're few and far between. And they're supposed to be the thing that gets you in between these long gaps. I call them like de- the death valleys that you have to get through. So right you know, we all love California. We all love New York, but there's this whole death valley in the middle. (laughs)
0: There's a whole lot in between
1: Midwesterners. I'm one of you. Um, (laughs) but you have to bring your dream through that often, like, and you have to carry it and drag it. And it's one of the most challenging things you'll ever do, but it's also the most rewarding. And I have to tell you, like, it's if it wasn't hard, it would absolutely be the most boring thing that you do. You wouldn't stay interested. No, no in reason. It. Like have you ever dated right. a boring guy? <laughs> yeah. <of laughs> you course. literally are not interested. You're just like, yeah. I am never gonna call you or see you again.
0: And, and that's Sometimes how they're great on it. paper.
1: <laughs> and you're like, I
0: should really like this, but I don't. Yeah. So yeah. Ugh.
1: easy. Yeah. Like, you know, you're an easy dream, you're like, it's easy. I know how to do this. Like, yeah, and it's just you're not gonna be interested. It's not gonna be something that you're ever going to, um, bring to the finish line or bring to like its highest potential. It's probably not going to monetize very well. Um, and you're just going to completely lose all motivation.
0: So, yeah. So the resilience Olympics, I mean, I think by the, you got, you'll have a gold medal. That's for sure.
1: I, I feel like I'm <laughs> going to win that. I really do. No offense to everyone yeah. else who's competing, but I'm winning,
0: <laughs> but I'm winning. I'm going to be on yeah. the podium. Okay? Yeah. Going to be there. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the key to everything. You know, and that's like I I did a podcast episode recently on this which was like we have to stop being so people just I feel like it's ingrained in us as a society that we are supposed to be like obsessive about success, right? Mm-hmm. Obsessed with becoming successful or that's the dream that's sold or the idea that's sold and people are, you know, like they just they chase this or that or whatever it is, they because they want to be successful. And like the thing that we should be obsessed with is not becoming successful, but with consistency. Just mm-hmm. and that's resilience, right? It just continuing to show up day in and day out on the hard days, on the easy days, on the days when we're challenged, on the days when life challenges us and throws, you know, complete curveballs in in our path. And it's like you said before, it's one brick at a time, it's one step at a time, one day at a time, one breath at a time. Like the, that's how we do it. That's how we get there. It's just stay becoming obsessed with being consistent. Yeah. I,
1: I love that. And it's, it's literally been consistency has been the, the only reason I've been able to do anything or reach any milestone that I've done in the past. And it's also, I'm at a place in my life where I'm also just realizing that consistency and discipline and like showing up for things and challenging yourself is actually what makes a happy human. Like, so I think about what the alternative is, because I def you definitely have days where you're like, this isn't worth it. Maybe I should just take the right. easy road. Like maybe not even the easy road. Like maybe I should just go get a nine to five or go and do the thing that just feels like I can turn off work on the weekends and, right. you know, I'm going to go travel the world and just like go live for a while. Right. And I've absolutely done that. Like I've had months where I've gotten to go and travel and do all the things. And I find myself during those times where I'm like, just kind of like, you know, able to travel and relax and enjoy life. I'm like, God, I really want to create something. (laughs) And because it makes you happy to expand and evolve and stretch yourself and, you know, a. uh, a day-to-day to make a happy day-to-day life. I do believe that you do need to take care of your health. You need to, um, be disciplined. You need to go and talk to people who make you think bigger. Um, you know, you need some structure within your life. So these are things that I always think about when I'm like, well, what, what else would I be doing? Sometimes when I just can't even save myself outside of anything else, when I'm like, ah, so frustrated, I'm like, honestly, what else would I be doing? Like, these are the things that make a happy human and a good life is to evolve and to work towards something. Because when we are not working towards something, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, right? You're just, you're restless. Like we know this, Mm -hmm. the Bible talks about it, right? Like, um, like idle hands, like we are restless human beings when we're not actively creating our purpose. And I think that's all life is, is actively creating purpose yeah
0: and I would agree with that firstly but secondly I think uh, something that I I think is really neat about all the different things that you have done right um, they're very a lot of them can be like very different mm-hmm. but also in many ways the same and so something that I kind of talk about a lot is like the dream stays the same mm-hmm. but a lot of times like the way in which we do it changes and so I think, You know, for anybody out there who feels like they are stuck, who, you know, extract the things that you love from what you do Mm. when you begin to get bored with that thing, and then ask yourself how those things can be achieved in a different career, in a different path, right? Because you're winning fitness competitions. And like, you know, you when you start, I know, because I've listened to other podcasts that you've been on. And I've also, you know, just been following you for a long time. But um, so I know enough about your story to know that, like, you know, like you said, you weren't finding success, Mm. necessarily right up front in the fitness world. But when you started to give back in that world, Mm. and you started to help other women, you know, on their posing and on their stage presence, and whatever else it is that goes into, Mm -hmm you know, Mm -hmm. becoming successful, successful in that world. As soon as you turned back around and started giving that to other people, that's when it lit your fire. Mm -hmm. And as soon as your fire was lit, that's when things started to change for you and you started to, you know, win these contests. But would you say that, you know, it's like, that's, this been, that's been the thing Mm -hmm. throughout, like you turning around and helping other, other women or just other people in general um, has been like the kind of the fuel to your fire.
1: Oh, always. I think, you know, majority of ideas come from an entrepreneur solving their own problem and then realizing that they want to pay it forward and help somebody else like a lot of entrepreneurs also have a teacher archetype which is also like to want to mm. help the next group of people which is what you're doing with your podcast right you probably solved a lot of mm. problems for yourself and then you're like I want to talk about this like it feels so fulfilling <laughs> yeah. to be able to talk about it and pay it forward And I know it's probably what you've seen over and over. That's the cool thing about interviews, right? It's just a a universal truth starts to come out. And that's a universal truth um, for a lot of people who've experienced success is that you solve a problem for yourself. You want to pay it forward. You want to help other people because a lot of the, of course, there's a level of fulfillment that comes when you win something or you fulfill something or you sell a company or you start a business. Um, But I do believe that the lasting fulfillment comes when you, turn that into like a bit of your legacy and you, you teach other people, you mentor other people and you get to watch somebody else, you know, learn from the mistakes that you've made or take some of your advice and things like that and be able to apply it and make their life better. Um, so for sure there's always a give back part of everything that I've done. And now, especially even when I think about businesses, I, you know, when I was thinking about like pink, it was like, not oh god, I can't wait to sell this company, which will be great. I can't wait for that. Of course, you have to start with that end in mind, and of course, that is a huge goal of mine is to um, get acquired because I want to do something else with women um, and start a <laughs> fund um, after this. But it, it not you thinking ahead already. <laughs> oh my god, already uh, that's a whole other podcast dreaming um, and scheming. <laughs> but I love it. With that, it was like how can light pink be a platform for other women? And I think if we can start thinking when we start our businesses or we go on these journeys it not only helps take the fear away because that motivation of thinking of others, like I don't believe your vision is big enough until you've brought a lot of other people into it. Like if you're keeping it to yourself, it's not going to motivate you enough to go and do it. And it's just, it's not going to be the thing for you. It's not going to light your fire. So A vision becomes a true vision when we start to bring other people into it and see how our vision impacts them. And that's going to be what's going to pull you through those really, really tough times because it's going to get very bleak, right? You're going to walk through those death valleys. And if you don't have those other people to hold you accountable or to remind you why you're doing that, you're going to quit. Like that's why people quit is they don't have enough people involved yet in, in the vision. They don't understand that your vision is about to impact people, um, even if it's not yet. So when I was creating Light Pink, it was like, how do I get women really excited about what I'm doing and not just that? How does this help teach them how to potentially bring about a company of their own if they're thinking of one? How does this teach them that investing in win- women with their dollar is the actual real way of supporting women um, whenever we possibly can, right? Not everyone can do that yet, but it's like the next level of how we change how women do business together. And that is truly to support each other through our investments, through what we're buying, um, through you know, finding people to collab with and incorporate them into our own marketing plans if it's an aligned fit. like really taking that massive action that is not comfortable. Um, and is maybe not, it's, it's not always timely. It's not always comfortable. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's going to be the only way that things change. And I think when we start thinking in terms of what can our business do, that's like that, that could create like a ripple or change something or teach someone right. something or bring people along for the ride. And, um, that has been like a saving grace to helping pull through tough times.
0: Totally. Totally. Because it's, it seems like, you know, it's what you're doing with light pink, like, okay, it's a beverage at the end of the day, but it's so much more than that because of the way you're doing it. Right. It's so much more than that because of the way that you're doing it, the way you're choosing to do it. Because there's this, you know, there's this term that everybody knows about, which is the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so that's women trying to look up and and they, you know, they're trying to break through this glass ceiling and in entrepreneurship. But what I think a lot of people don't talk about is pulling the ladder up. Mm. And so that's something that exists in, you know, the female entrepreneur world in such a major way is it's so difficult and not talked about often enough, how hard it can be for females to break through. Um, but the, the issue is that, Some of those females that do break through, they turn around and they pull the ladder up. And so they don't help the next woman in line who's trying to do the same exact thing. And it's this pull the ladder up mentality. And it's the reason why we stay stuck. It's the reason why we stay stagnant. And like, so I look to you and I'm like, man, this is someone who is like saying, like lending a hand and saying like, you know, I can't do this on my own. I'm going to need investors. And like, I'm going to bring all females with me on this journey and this path. And like, hell freaking yeah. Like that's what this is about. That's how you like truly break the glass ceiling.
1: It really is. And I, you know, I, I feel like that it's definitely changing, but it for sure still exists out there. Um, and one of our taglines for like pink is, uh, kick the door open and hold it for the woman behind you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and there have been so many women who have held that door for me. And that's really been the only way that I've even gotten here. There's been amazing men too, right. Who have held, oh. held the door for me. Um, but I have definitely experienced and I wasn't expecting it in the beverage industry. Like a lot of women who have not, (laughs) like who have not answered emails or who will not get back to my 10th text message, like SOS, like please help. Um, so it, it's, it's funny though, because it does not dishearten me. I just, I want to remind people that for every person that doesn't answer, there's five who do, and Mm -hmm. it's a matter of you know, what we're seeking is exactly what we'll find. So if I'm, if I'm looking at, Oh, look at this person isn't helping. And they're not helping. Of course, that's what I'm going to find. But instead it's, it's funny. I literally said to my husband, I was having one of those walks where you're just like taking full ownership. And I'm like, you know, I'm really feeling like I'm at a, like I'm at a wall right now with something in my company. And I was like, and unfortunately I know it's because I'm not asking enough. Like I've asked just enough to get no's, but not enough to break through the no's. So, I really believe that there are so many women out there who want to help, and I believe it's changing. And I think the more that I um, help other people, the more help comes to me. So I think right. that's something that have to have push to ourselves remember. push through. Yeah, we have to push ourselves and we have to push ourselves to to help other people too, because I'm extremely busy right now and helping people is like the last thing that actually feels good for me. But I try to make time every single week um, to see who I can help. And sometimes, that looks as basic as going on Instagram. And maybe if I see a friend or an acquaintance launching a book that I buy the book and I do like a giveaway on my page. Like I try to take an extra step outside of what people are normally doing to just do some sort of extra promotion um, or say, Hey, do you want to come on the show? Even though maybe you're overbooked right now. Right. But you know, their book is coming out right now or maybe they've launched a podcast and you're like, sharing the podcast, like taking that extra above and beyond step and not doing it in a form of like, Oh, this is going to help me later. But to be honest, it does. So it's like Always. doing it from a, a, a place of, of wanting to help people because it's what you desperately want and need. It's not just what we want. You guys, it's, it's actually what we need. Like, like pink is not going to be successful without women helping me. Like it just, it won't. I need it. I need Uh, you know, ads right now are so expensive that it's crazy for companies to be buying a lot of ads online for new products. So it's like, if I don't go straight up guerrilla marketing and organic grassroots marketing and ask people and get people to like help frequently, it's not happening. The thing
0: is though, like you've laid such an amazing foundation that people are going to want to share it because they want to share it. Well, that is my prayer. (laughs) I, I mean, I, I foresee that happening in a major way. I don't, I don't think there will be as much asking at that point. Like, I don't know. I'd be silly. I don't, I've just, that's what I think. I don't know. Well, but I like that me. thought
1: we're going to roll with it and I'm still going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: my outsider perspective, but like, I mean, I feel like just following because you share all of it, right. You share the whole process every step of the way, which I think also is important for people to do because And, and I know you're super busy, super busy, so we won't talk like too much longer, but like, that's the last thing I guess I'll touch on is like, people feel like they should not share their process every step Mm -hmm. of the way. They're like, Oh my God, I can't share this until it's pretty and perfect and has a bow on it. And like, it's ready for the world's eyes. Like, no, like people yeah. want to support what you're doing when you share the highs, the lows and everything in between. And and I don't mean that from like the sense of Instagram because not everybody who listens to this podcast is somebody who's like, you know, s- sharing their lives on Instagram and that's okay. But like sharing your process throughout, you know, is how you get genuine, real support uh, and care for, for what you're doing. I think we have to
1: now. I actually think we have to now. And it doesn't mean you have to share every second or when you're in the craziest mess. And there's honestly, there's a lot I'm not sharing right now because it just, it feels very raw. And like, you know, so I'm picking and choosing. So that's what people can do is kind of like pick and choose what we want to share about our journeys. Um, but I think that it's how you create an obsession worthy brand is by getting people who want to be a part of it. Like we're kind of not really into the brands without personality anymore, or that don't have, you know, maybe someone behind it. Like they can do w- well, like maybe a target brand or something like that because they have such brand recognition. Right. But a lot of the smaller brands that need to come out in, in blaze a trail, they're going to, you're going to need to feel some sort of emotional attachment to those things. And that's going to come from the realness um, or sharing a real problem and, 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 Um, connecting over that particular problem or vulnerability or problem that you need to solve. So I don't think that you can do it without it anymore. I think you really have to um, put yourself out there. And I think the best way to do it is to bring people on a journey and that's it. Just bring them on your journey. Just document. Like if you don't know what else to do, literally just document a paragraph of your journey every single day and you'll
0: be on the right track. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Lori Harder. What is one piece of advice that you would give your younger, a younger version of you, a former younger version of Lori, the oh, best so, piece of advice you could give her?
1: Just to like, let her rip, like, like let, let it like go bigger. Like, because I think that we think that there needs to be all of these steps in between the thing that we really like the big vision I think that we're like, well, this feels like the natural thing to do, or maybe I'll just launch this small thing first, which is great. But I also think that there are people out in the world, like the Sarah Blakely's and you know, the Ali webs who just said, you know, fuck it. I'm going to go for the big thing, like right away. And why not? Like, what are we waiting for? Was I waiting until I turned 40? Are you waiting until we're 50? Are we like, what, what do we think needs to come first? Before we do the thing that maybe is that big thing that's on our heart. And I think that if we just go for it and start forcing ourselves into the conversations um, and into the rooms, whatever, by any means, whatever that looks like, that you're just going to grow exponentially and you can reach it so much faster And your vision can, you know, the bigger the vision, the more people you're going to impact. And we need women to impact people right now and impact business in a really big way. So I say pull out all of the pre-steps and go for the big one.
0: Let it rip in 2022 (laughs) and beyond. (laughs) All right. Thank you so, so much for being on. It was such an honor and a pleasure. And I knew that I would enjoy this conversation and there'd be so many takeaways and that was the case. So thank you for that.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. It was so much fun to talk to you. You're such a great host. This was a gift for me
0: today. Talk about not having all of the answers, but leaping anyways taking leaps of faith, taking big steps, not knowing what the next thing is all of the time. I feel like so many of us, we just get stuck or we get hung up and we're like, man, I want to do this thing, but I don't know how to do this thing. Man, we just have, we have to forget about the how right? And I've said this before on many other episodes, but like your why has to carry you through. We have to let go of the how and let our why carry us through. That's how you get to the other side. That's how you find it. That's how you figure out what the next step is when you don't know what the next step is, right? And so I just think like Lori is just a great example of that. You know, talk about someone who, you know, took leaps of faith many times over to leave her family in Michigan, to leave her, you know, the the known religion, all that she ever knew, and then to branch out into this world of, you know, fitness competitions, and then to pivot after she found great success in that arena, great success, to then pivot into... Entrepreneurship and you know writing her own book and bringing a physical product to market. Not to mention all of the times where she's done you know these big conferences where she brings women together to talk about empowerment and and becoming your very best self. Um, it's just. That's how you do it, right? I don't know. It just feels like that's how you do it. You just continue to believe in yourself even when there's not proof that you should necessarily believe in yourself. And I think that's what the ultimate message is here today. Believe in yourself when there's zero proof that you should believe in yourself. Right. We've all faced hard times. We've all faced moments where we felt like we were not going to figure it out and we figured it out. Right. So, this season of your life, if you find yourself in the midst of that right here and right now, where you're like, how am I going to figure it out? Remember that you have always figured it out. And today will be no different. This chapter will be no different. This season will be no different. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Lori. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Lori Harder. Of course, duh, buy yourself some light pink when it comes to market. And that's not just the ladies out there. That's the fellas too listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Follow us on our pod handle at Very Best Self. Be sure to please follow me as well at Victoria Brown uh, for all your podcast updates along the way. And let Listen, if you're feeling like you want to give back, then share this episode with someone you love, share it with your followers, like get the word out there about this very best self podcast. That's how this thing continues to grow and as we know things grow little by little over time. So sharing it really, really helps. Uh, Five stars also helps and leaving us a review uh, and subscribe. Duh. Uh, I think that's it. There's like 1 million things on the list of like, you know, the closeout of the episode every time. But I I think I got them all. Um, Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And I will see you next week.